people of the Central Michigan area, it's time for Spock Sports Show on 92.3 FM and AM 830 WMMI. Here is your source for mid-Michigan sports. He is the one and only Mr. Chris Spockman. Chris Bachman here with the Owen Spock Sports Show. I'm up at Moray Courts. I'm a man, Lance Manley, Shepherd Varsity basketball coach, kind of putting a bow on our boys' high school basketball season like we did with girls' basketball the last couple weeks. Lance, thanks so much for joining me. Could you call Moray Courts your second home at this point? Yeah, pretty much. I'm <laughs> here every day. <laughs> and one of the things I told you is I want you to tell kind of your basketball story because, you know, it's it's pretty fascinating, and it tells that, you know, when you start to put in the time to really work how good you can become, and maybe there's some high school kids out there that need to hear that right now. So I'm just going to kind of open it up to you. Like I, I talked about the Facebook post you put up the other day. Start with you in high school when you kicked my butt in intramurals a few times in college and moving on from there. Just kind of tell everybody a little bit about your basketball story, your basketball background, if they don't know about you. Yeah, so I was just like a skinny kid that loved basketball. It was all I wanted to do. All I wear is Jordan clothes. It's like my identity. Um, but then I, my junior year, you know, when things get a little tougher, there's multiple grades competing for varsity. I got cut as a junior and I was like devastating. And it was like, what do I do now? My senior year, I was like 12th man on the end of the bench, like barely got to play and on a team that wasn't even very good. So that was like a, a chaotic event for me at that time in my life. Became a freshman at CMU and I was like, I want to play college basketball. So I basically just reinvented myself. Um, three workouts a day, really fell in love with player development at that point. So after that full full year, I basically transformed my game. I got the opportunity to play at mid-mish for two years, had the college basketball experience. So that was like my first true, like, overcoming adversity like a, on a pretty significant level for me at that point. And that's where I discovered like, wow, I really love player development. And I wish someone would have kind of showed me these ropes when I was 15, 16. So when I got into training, that was basically what I was doing was just giving back to players, giving them that guidance because I had natural ability, but at the same time, I wasn't playing good defense. I could have been more athletic. My ball handling wasn't great. I was just shooting threes. You were uh, making a lot. I, I, say, I could attest to this. I was somebody who I've, I played against you before you started really playing a lot and when we were younger and then when you started doing your training I started getting my butt kicked by you well you kicked my butt before to be real but all the time after that when we were playing up at Shepherd and stuff like that and so to see your transition and now to see some of the videos that you post of and I'm not exaggerating folks when I say you'll make 40 53s in a row and that's that's because of the work you've put in yeah yeah so I fell in love with the grind from that and then once my college my playing days were over I transitioned to coaching and just trying to positively impact people the way that some of my good coaches impacted me and discovered I loved coaching just as much as I loved playing and just in different aspects. So started coaching at Shepherd at like the freshman level, a little bit of AAU stuff, moved to Florida for four years, really just learned a lot about the game. I was coaching at some private schools that are basically like small universities, learning from different coaches, um, kept kind of elevating my positions from JV to, to varsity, girls, varsity boys. And then when I moved back home, became the head coach at Shepherd and had a travel program in Florida and Michigan at the same time. So how did you, how did you manage that? Uh, well, I started a travel team in Florida. Then there was some friends in Michigan that were like, I, I kind of want to coach a travel team. And I, I showed them all the ropes of like, here's how you would do it. But they were like 21, 22 years old. And I'm like, wait a second, do you want me to kind of manage it? And you can just coach the team. And they were like, yeah, that'd be great. So we had three teams in Michigan, one in in Florida and I was in Florida and I'm coming back once a month just kind of making sure everything's going well and then when I moved back and was just training here full-time it kind of took off and then we had 11 teams um, and now we're at 17 teams 
Yep, and that's with Real. Tell everybody all about that. Yeah, so Real was stands for Results Earned, Always Learning, and I just made that to try to uh, reflect that everyone has their own story. Like, there's going to be ups and downs. You need to be, you need to put the work in. You got to earn it, and then you always got to be learning. There's always more to learn. You got to be able to change um, and adapt. And I just wanted other kids to be able to relate and have their story. Be like, you know, this is real for them, and it, it was real for me. And and that's like the movement we kind of started. And it, and it works. I see kids wearing the real clothes all over the place yeah. now. If I'm at a high school basketball game. And I look up in the stands, there's going to be somebody wearing one of your shirts, one of your pairs of shorts or whatever. So it talks about that branding has really worked here in this area. And we were just talking, it's opportunities that kids, that you went, you know, you talked about, you know, you didn't play at high school level. You were still a good player though. You maybe didn't fit that high school theme, quote unquote, I'll say. You might've been able to play some travel ball, but we didn't have those opportunities when it was our age. And so how cool is it that for you to be able to provide those opportunities now for local youngsters? Yeah, it's extremely cool. It's it's blowing up in a ways I didn't even imagine. Like I really just love to train players and then all of a sudden we got enough for a team and now we got a bunch of teams and yeah, the kids are grateful. The parents, they come to me like, thank you for all the stuff you're doing for the area. And that's like the best compliment is because I'm from here and it's awesome to be able to play a small part in like moving the game forward in this area um, because it is a lot of, it's like a 45 minute radius of kind of small schools. So getting those kids out to, you know, big tournaments where they're playing against some of the best athletes in the state, just an eye opener because you see that at 15, 16, you're like, okay, if I'm really serious about this, I have a long ways to go versus, oh, I'm the best in my school. Like I'm at the like the, I don't have to get any better. So that's like the awakening that they have, and then they decide, do I truly want this? One thing I think, too, that you're going to do for our local schools in the area, you know, your Shepherds, our Clares, even our Mount Pleasants, at some point they got to go south, as they say, and you're going to run into, I'll say Grand Blank or somebody like mm-hmm. that, or Saginaw High that's now in Class B. You taking these kids to those tournaments, boy, that's going to really prepare them for the MHSA playoffs, isn't it? And those just different levels of basketball that you see sometimes, and when you go north, there's not really another way to put it. Yeah, you just got to be exposed to that speed and and it's motivating it you'll either quit the sport or you'll be motivated to like i got to be able to play at that level yeah and now as far as this boys high school basketball season goes you coach in the jack pine conference you guys finished 11 and 9 was it after the playoff game yep, yep. all right and actually heartbreaker of a playoff game i'm yeah, sorry i'm going to make you relive that again <laughs> you guys fell in the district opener to howard city tri-county 61 59 i believe was the final yep. tell everybody a little bit about that game and i can see it on your face you don't even want to talk about it, but i'm going to make you do it yeah that was a definitely a tough one that um was kicking myself for a couple days it's like we knew that basically like taking a step back all season we kind of didn't put teams away like we you could it was evident that we were probably the better team maybe more skilled and we would kind of let teams hang around we'd just keep it in the single digits and throughout the season we were fortunate to pull out pretty much all of those games but in the district like that tri-county team they were just kind of fearless like they didn't care if they're down 10 like they're just going to play hard and yeah just got away from us we had a good lead we could have been up nine going into the half I called the timeout 30 seconds left we're up six I drove a play we score we go up eight and then we let them hit a three take it right into the halftime then they hit a three first play of the third quarter too so now all of a sudden it's like a really close game when it could have been double digits um and then a couple possessions down the stretch where we just needed points and we didn't get them and so you had to you experienced the elation in your first year of upsetting Elmo the first Shepherd boys <laughs> team to beat Elmo I think going back to 2012 and then the next year you experienced the heartbreak but yeah that's the great part about high school sports is experiencing that heartbreak and for those kids 
do the lessons that they learn going forward for life. I always think it's so important. Start with your Shepherd Blue Jay basketball team. Who stood out for you? Who was a big surprise for you maybe this year? We had like a unique team because we were kind of spread out. Um, yeah, like just three seniors on your squad. We only had two seniors. Oh, my bad. All right. And we were just like well balanced. Nobody averaged double figures. Not one guy averaged 10 points a game. So in some ways that was nice to be, you can't scout for us. You can't be like, oh, we're going to stop that one guy because there's multiple capable guys. But other times it was tough because it's like, who's that guy we're going to go to, you know, when we need a basket. Um, but I was proud of like a lot of the contributions we had. We have only two seniors and they both had like shining moments. Transilska had a 25 point game, a 20 point point game with a buzzer beater at the end, <laughs> which was insane. Eli Williams had like four 20 point plus games. Yep. He had a really nice stance in the third quarter when you guys were playing in Claire against that really cut tough defense. I think he had maybe eight points in that third quarter as well. He just, he just did have some great moments out there. And you talk, that was your problem with the team this year. You guys had moments, but it was just couldn't quite get that full game together. And I yep. said, it's a team that's capable of putting up 20 in a quarter. Then the other quarters, you guys will just score five <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. But you guys were very, very young. One of the things I talked about last week on uh, Spock Sports Show, kind of do a look ahead, the, the two sophomores, you know, Cam Williams, Colton Dysinger, really stuck out to me big time this year. You expect big things from them as juniors and seniors going forward, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of talent coming back. I'm excited about next year, and I'm excited about the culture we have. Guys are like, in, even on spring break, guys are in the gym. Coach, can, when are you going to be in the gym? When can I get shots up? Um, so it's not going to happen overnight. It's a thing that, you know, you have to live it day in and day out every week. And um, I like the direction that Shepherd basketball is heading in. Yep, and now to kind of spread out a little bit and talk about some other stuff going on in the Jack Pine Conference. Um, Claire obviously went 14-0 in Jack Pine play. What was it like playing them a couple times? Yeah, they just, they had speed. They had speed on the court like they held people to they ran that one two two and it was hard to score and i not just us like i watched other teams and, and they, they had the right personnel for it too because you only have two guys in the back line they got to be big they got to be physical and they got to be able to move and they had wrecker and miles hagger miles hagger and like if they got in foul trouble they were different but and then when they added lang ingram they added another shooter yeah. uh richie montgomery had a really good season for a sophomore um, and then they had the football kids, Al Warner and Dawson John. Yeah, yeah. So they had just a ton of speed, a ton of athletes. And what I've heard, they have a lot more athletes coming up. So yeah. Well, their their JV team, your guys had a really good JV team as well. They had they had a couple battles this Jeez. year. They sure did. But the one thing that really stood out to me was Jake Punches, who I don't know if you know, he was all state as a sophomore as a football player. Me at all. <laughs> and to be all state as a sophomore on the gridiron, it, it's they like to give that stuff to seniors, so you, so you know you had to get it when you're a sophomore. Yeah. And if he got the ball down on the block it, it was really tough because I know he's going to be a loaded deal with like having him down there instead of record next year it's still going to be him and Hagger to be a really really tough True. Sanford Meridian also a really young team that finished towards the top of the conference they were actually the team that went the furthest for our local boys teams they fell in the regional finals what did you think of playing them and what are you expecting from them coming back next year yeah they're tough they always buy into what coach bone is doing um they play in the division three Yep. So yeah, they're really tough for that. And they had those two sophomores that were that are both super athletic. Yeah, they're just tough on defense. Like whatever you're trying to do, they're gonna speed you up, try to make you uncomfortable. And as soon as you get going fast, they're gonna try to take a charge. So <laughs> they're they're always tough, especially that second matchup. They always are. Yeah, you got a, you got a couple charges against you guys, dude. I can oh see it. I goodness. can see it in your face. And that's one thing that's changed in 
awful lot in boys high school basketball is the well on all the levels of basketball is the charging call and I'm going to curious to see your opinion on this I think the charge should be taken away there should just be an offensive foul for one reason or another number one kids are the kids are putting their bodies on the line a little too much taking some of these charges getting hurt out there can cut you know kids hitting the floor and everything like that do you think there's something that could maybe change with that I would like to see the high school add a restricted circle like college has because I'm, I'm good with taking charge of a guy's out of control you know step in front of him but at some point if you're doing it under the rim it becomes a little dangerous you know all you all it takes is land on your wrist wrong one time and you've got a broken wrist and you're out for the season so I would like to see a restricted circle. All right, all right. Now let's get back into the Jackpine Conference. Actually, we're going to take a break here on Spock Sports Show. We're talking with Lance Manley, Shepherd Varsity basketball coach, about a little everything basketball. If you missed what we talked about early in the show, talked about kind of his background, real, the program he's got going on here in the mid-Michigan area. But we come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the rest of that Jackpine Conference and some of the teams he played in the other, some of the other teams he played in the mid-Michigan area. It's Spock Sports Show, Buck 92. Thanks for tuning in to Spock's Sports Show on WMMI. Welcome back on into Spock Sports Show. Chris Spockman sitting down with Lance Manny. We're at, I'm going to call it your second home again, Maury Courts, as he's always up here working with youngsters, improving their basketball game. We had a great high school boys basketball season. We didn't have any district champions this year, unfortunately, which is the first year that I've had to deal with that. But next year, I think we're going to have some coming, some coming back because we got some great teams. But Lance, we talked a little bit about Sanford Meridian, a little bit about Claire. Those are the other two Jack Pine teams that I got to see you guys play. I didn't get to see any other teams except for Gladwin. So kind of go through the Jack conference a little bit and you don't got to necessarily go into the teams maybe just a few players that really stood out to you when you guys saw them okay Gladwin um ton of size ton of athletes you watch them in layup lines they had four or five guys that were just hammering dunks they kind of their point guard got hurt and that was kind of tough on them but they have a, a few sophomores that are really good so they're definitely going to be a team to watch um Dalton Peters and he, he was the sophomore right yep, yes he's like six five he played for us and and they got this other kid that's a sophomore that started for them I'm blanking on his name but yeah just, just keep moving like I said, I'm putting you on the spot here, just kind of yeah. going through talking about some teams. Um, Beaverton, I know they were a little down this year. Anybody there that really stood out to you? Um, well, their best, probably their best guy was out with an ACL this year. Or not an ACL, but a knee surgery, Lake Woodruff. And if they would have had him, they would have been very tough because they had all those physical pieces. Um, and he would have been running the show and shooting a bunch of threes. But they were still not an easy team to play, just how physical they are. But they got some of those pieces coming back. And Lake's only a sophomore, so. He'll be back. Yeah, he'll be a problem for the next two years. You're going to really like him. And then I thought Harrison did a really good job this year. They've that coach kind of built that up to with with not a ton of pieces and and he really moved that program forward where they were a tough team to play this year. They were turning people over um, and really speeding the game up and just in playing the way they wanted to play. Just doing anything to make you uncomfortable out there. Yeah, what was their best player's name? Ashcroft. Five thirty to our butt. <laughs> he had thirty two on us the first time we played him. And he just yeah, he does a lot, man. He doesn't get in foul trouble and he just plays hard and he's he's a good player. Yeah, and then I think Pinconning and Farwell kind of the last two teams wrapping up there, they're kind of towards the bottom of the conference and there are two teams that are still trying to build programs there essentially, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, Pinconning was really young. And um, they had a freshman, actually, that had like maybe 18 on us the second time. And I thought their coach did a really good job um, just making the most of what they had. And he had some tough defenses, and they got they got a nice win over us the first time when we went there. So I know he did a good job game planning. Yeah, And, and like I said, Farwell, they just have been struggling with their boys' basketball program the last couple of years. I don't think there's another way to put it. I don't believe they even had a JV team this yeah. year, am I correct? And that's when you think back about us in high school, you talked about you not being able to make a team as a junior. It's, just, it's flabbergasting to us that there's not a JV team 
team there. Yeah. And so, but if there's any of those kids that are youngsters, want to get better, want to be on a JV team, they can come find you up here at Maury Courts. Or how does somebody get a hold of real results earned, always learning basketball if they want to get involved? Yeah, most people will just email me, lancemania at gmail.com. I use Instagram a lot, so people will just DM me at lancemania. So I get a lot of... Re- inquiries about basketball and we're trying to always put out programming even if it's not like one-on-one training we'll do like a preseason camp we'll have a camp in june and july um we did an individual league before the high school season started so players were coming in like 45 minutes of training and then they'd play for like 45 minutes so that was a really cool thing where it's just if your school doesn't do as much just a way for you to get in the gym and still you know get good workouts in yep and a couple of the other local teams you play kind of dive back in out of the season you guys played elma i believe at yep. the beginning of the year and you guys also played mount pleasant towards the end of the year um talk a little bit about elma that was a team i didn't get to see at all this year they they almost they almost upset freeland in that district final that they had yeah their first year coach chris brown well he's been with the program for a long time but i was really impressed with um how hard he had his guys playing they they lost a lot of good players from last year and then they had a a bunch of juniors and even a sophomore step up it obviously helps when you have 610 sam lapine (laughs) kind of protecting the basket and just making guys miss a lot of layups but uh they play that pressure man they get up in your stuff and they even and some of our shepherd parents saw them play and were like, wow, those guys play hard on defense. Like they really take pride in it. Um, and that's why they had a really good season. Yep. And now as far as Mount Pleasant goes, you guys, and that, that's one of those, I need you guys to do the girls and boys game together in the future so I yeah. can do that double header. Cause I've been doing the girls game for a while now and I was excited to see the boys take on you. You actually posted on, I think it was Facebook after the game that I don't care what the score is in any one of these games. I want to see our kids compete against a bigger school and a great program like Mount Pleasant. Yeah. I just think it's a fun thing to, you know, play that school that's that close to, even if they're twice our size, you know, me and coach shell talked and it was like, do you want to play? And I'm like, absolutely. Even though we're the underdog in that situation, still fun. A lot of the kids know each other. They've seen each other growing up and uh, we had a good crowd and we competed and it was like a, it was a feel good kind of moment for our team, but they had a lot of athletes though over there for sure. Yeah. Seven seniors on their roster as well. It just, just coach shells built a great program there. Yeah. I don't think there's, if you're playing freshman JV or varsity basketball at Mount Pleasant, you, you can go hoop pretty much anywhere because you're able to put the ball out of yep. the court and go play. I always like high school basketball and baseball. You could go into the playoffs at 4-16 and 16 and still win a state championship. That's what's really cool about it. And the harder yeah. schedule you play in the regular season, more dividends you're going to have in the playoffs, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I, I really like to play some tough teams, especially towards the end of the year, just kind of get you you geared up. Yep. Talk about for the basketball season, anything you want to point out? or? Oh, I just think it was a great year to, I mean, the kids weren't wearing masks. We didn't have to test. It was like a, a breath of fresh air and it was it was a long season compared to the, the year before. It was just like, boom, we're playing three games a week, like not much time to prepare. So it was kind of a cool feeling to have a full three weeks to, to really kind of shape your team. But back to the drawing board, we're going to learn from this year, be better next year. We get to play two more games next year now. Yeah, so what, what do you think of that? I think it's cool. I think they're, Michigan's a little behind because I've coached in you know Florida and Florida they play like 30 games oh really all right yep I think a shot clock is coming but 22 games is cool just more opportunity for the kids to play and you and me both like to shoot it you know three four feet outside the three-point line so we don't mind the shorter <laughs> shot clock just would give us yeah. an, or a shot clock it just would give us an excuse to launch <laughs> one but as a high school basketball coach how do you feel about that possibly making its way to Michigan uh, I think it should happen I would like to see it happen just to kind of encourage more possessions encourage like a little bit more skilled play where you have to kind of work to get into your offense instead of holding the ball so long. Yeah, I've seen some really good Sacred Heart girl 
Eagles teams where if a team gets up five or six points on them, they'll they'll sit on it in the yeah. second or third quarter because they just know the more they limit possessions, the better chance that they're going to have to win, which can be a good coaching game plan, but isn't good for anybody there watching. Yeah. And as you said, it just doesn't encourage athletic and good basketball play out there in general. Yeah, Beaverton's a little bit similar. Well, they like to play a slower game and in the 30s or 40s. You would love to speed them up a little bit, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't you? I would like, let's go, man. Let's, let's shoot the ball. They're probably not going to be able to pass that rule until Coach Johnston's gone or yeah. something his son takes over. But Lance, thanks so much for joining me, man, on Spock Sports Show. And uh, again, I'm going to kind of let you open the floor up to you. Tell everybody about real basketball that you're doing here in the mid-Michigan area, how people can get involved, where they can go watch some games. Just just kind of take it over the next couple minutes here. we got three or four minutes. Just go. Real basketball. Okay, so real, we are just all about providing opportunities for kids. It started with just a couple teams, and now we have 17 teams, which is 17 different coaches. So the cool part is is become like coaches who are trying to work on their craft, become better coaches, basically young and, and motivated coaches that are trying to add to their experience level. So we're not having so-and-so's dad coaching the team, ideally. Just to keep it kind of non-partial, it's become a, a little bit of a coaches network where we're just working together, learning from each other, because every coach brings in a unique thing. So that's been the cool part. And then just kids from whatever school, we keep it really non-biased. So it doesn't matter if I'm going to play against you, we're going to help you get better. If you got a passion for the game, we'll give you honest coaching, honest feedback, and and basically try to help you get where you want to go. Sanford Meridian to Vestaberg to Cadillac, maybe even you're, you're going to take kids coming from anywhere because like I said, just an opportunity that they didn't have a few years ago here. And yeah. what is the age groups for the teams in the boys and girls all the way through? Tell everybody a little bit about those. Yeah, so we start fifth grade is our youngest. We have a fifth grade boys team. And then the girls side, the youngest we have is sixth grade um, all the way up to 11. So kids are going to be going into their senior year can help them if their goal is to play in college. You know, we'll try to facilitate that if they just want to be a really good high school player. You know, we'll help them do that as well. Actually, I think that's kind of cool, too, that and, and you know, from a perspective of somebody who's a high school uh, basketball player and a college basketball player, like, all right, if, if this is the level you want to reach, we're going to put in this much work. But if you want to reach this level, you're going you're gonna to have to go a couple extra steps. Yeah. And our job is just to kind of expose them to that. Like, this is what it looks like. You know, can you get to there? We'll try to help you. But, you know, a lot of it's just exposing them to the, the highest level of the game and then and then letting them adapt or, or make strides to get to that level, basically. All right. And you guys just started a season, I imagine, with high school basketball ending. How, what's going on right now with you yeah, guys? Yeah. So we just finished up our tryouts. Our middle school teams have played in one tournament so far. So they're kind of rolling a little bit. And the high school teams kind of just got finalized. So they'll, they'll really start up uh, later this month. All right. And are you coaching one of these teams? Yeah, I coach our boys 17 new. It's like the All oldest right. boys team. All right. And if uh, where are you guys playing the first time if somebody wanted to come out and watch you guys? Our first one will be next weekend in Grand Rapids. So a little bit of a little bit of a bus trip. When are you playing here at Maury? Maybe we'll open we play up. at Maury the end of the month, like the 23rd and 24th. All right. And who are some of the local kids on your team? Um, on my 17 new, we have Mike Howie from Elma, Justin Flannery from Shepherd, got JT um, Smith and Evan Judge from Montebella. Um, I got three homeschool kids. All right. Christian Zielinski, um, James and Kai, and they can all play. But well, we have basically kids from yeah, all yeah, over yeah, the place. You're good. You, yeah, you, you got enough of them out there. You said you season just started. You'll have all their names down in a few weeks if we oh, sit Nick, down and chat. I got to shout out Nick Bond from uh, Midland Dow. He can really shoot the ball. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much for joining me, Lance. I really appreciate it. And uh, one more time, if somebody wants to get a hold of Real Basketball, results earned, always learning, how do they go do about it? Well, we have a Facebook page, uh, Real Basketball, or you can um, shoot me an email, lancemaney at gmail.com. All right. Thanks so much, Lance. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you.